Hello, and welcome to Open Door Playhouse, a theater podcast that celebrates live theater on the podcast stage. I'm Kim Lavick. At Open Door Playhouse, we strive to bring our listeners thoughtful and surprising 10-minute shorts and one-act plays that showcase insightful and new perspectives of the world we share with others. Open Door Playhouse is a 501c3 theater organization. Support for Open Door Playhouse comes from listeners like you. Your tax-deductible donations help keep our plays on the podcast stage. Donations can be made at www.opendoorplayhouse.org. Now playing in Theater 86, Accepting Adina, written by Leslie Diane, directed by Kim Lavick, starring Damon Cruel as David, and Barry Papik as Aaron. Dad, I don't understand why you're packing all this stuff up. Oh, I want more space. And I'm thinking of remodeling. Don't you want to see what Mom thinks? <laughs> she, she might want things to stay the way they are. Oh, Rebecca would be glad I'm getting rid of this junk. Have you thought about bringing her home? No, I haven't. And I told you that's not going to happen. I can't give your mother the type of care she needs. If she were here every day, in a familiar setting, saw you, saw me here, it would help her to remember. That's not how Alzheimer's works. And the staff at the assisted living facility are extremely competent. They're not family. Did you get over to see her today? No, I didn't get over there today. I thought you went every day. Am I supposed to? No. Yes. I I mean, you should stop by. At least make sure she's doing okay. I'm sure she's fine. There are a lot of people there looking after her. I'm going to visit her again tomorrow morning. Hmm. Does Rebecca know who you are? Most of the time she does. And she calls you by your name? Well, she doesn't have to. Uh, We don't have to talk to communicate. I I know that Mom knows who I am most of the time. I I, I can feel it. The last two times I went, she didn't recognize me at all. Which is why you should bring her home. Her memory will start to come back. I don't want to do that. It would be good for her. I don't think it would make any difference. Don't make her out to be worse than she is. I'm not making her out to be anything. She hasn't gotten better. You sound like you're trying to get rid of her. (laughs) I didn't visit her for one day and now I'm trying to get rid of her? One day? (laughs) When I was there last week, the nurses said that You hadn't been there for three days. You went there to question them about me? No. I went there to take care of Mom. And I went there today, too. There was a woman sitting with Mom, reading to her. Mm. Rebecca likes that. I walked into the room, and Mom looked at me, but... She had no idea who I was, and for a moment, I I wondered if they had given her something at the facility, something to speed up her memory loss. It's the disease. I I know it's a crazy thought, but it flashed in my mind. The woman stopped reading and waited for Mom to speak. Mom looked at her, and and her eyes changed. She knew this woman, but she didn't know me. Aaron, your mother is happy. And then she asked the woman who I was. 
Her voice, it, it was trusting and vulnerable and it was safe. She found someone she bonded with. I, I felt sad and disappointed and jealous. She, she told mom who I was and mom looked surprised. I, I, could, I, I couldn't see the room anymore through my tears. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I told mom I was leaving and she got agitated. The woman calmed her down and told her that I was a friend. She, she told me that she was leaving in 10 minutes. I just walked out of the room. Without saying anything? What could I say to that woman who had just watched mom rip me apart and, and who had, in her own way, tried to ease the pain that I felt? I was grateful and resentful of her all at the same time. Some days she's worse than others. You know that. That woman... I saw how she connected to mom, and, and I felt like she had taken her away from me. That was Adina. Oh, it's the disease that has taken her away from both of us. Mom was my anchor, my steady ship in the storm. She got me through so She much. got me through, too. This is rough on you after losing... I haven't... <sighs> I haven't even packed up their things yet. It's like I'm living with ghosts. Charlotte's clothes are still in our closets. Some days I sit in the bedroom and I open up the closet doors and I just let her scent fill the room. It calms me down for a moment. I pretend she's still here. I don't go into Ellie's room. I keep the door shut but I imagine that my six-year-old fairy princess is in there, playing with her dolls. That's a nice image. That first week after the accident, mom would come over and sit in her room with me for hours, waiting for me to leave or to start talking. She made it bearable, took some of my pain away. She had some amazing qualities. You mean she has some amazing qualities. I, I think that if you bring her home, her memory and those qualities will come back. We have to I try. I can't go there every day. You should. I can't. I can't sit there and try to have a conversation with a stranger who, who looks like someone I used to love. I could barely be here with, with all... Well, sometimes I go into the kitchen or the bedroom, and I feel like she was just there. Like a piece of her is still here. It is. And, and that's why you have to bring her home. I, I can help you take care of her. And, and it would cut down on the time that you take traveling to see her. It's not that simple. If she's with you every day, things will turn around faster. It could happen. It's unlikely. The doctors think she's best where she's at at the moment. I met someone. What does that mean? I met someone. Well, what difference? Don't make this difficult. No, I'm not trying to make this difficult. Do you know what I mean? No. No, I don't. Tell me. We're moving in together. Moving in together? Where? Here. How long has this been going on? That's irrelevant. Then if it doesn't matter, tell me. A few months. 
Is that why you decided to put mom in assisted living? I decided to put her in assisted living because she was getting worse, and I couldn't care for her by myself anymore. Oh, well, you remember how she wandered off that Sunday, and we found her down the street, trying to get into the Anderson's house. This is very convenient. You could have taken your mother home to live with you and given her full-time care. That's ridiculous. Why? Because you're young and have a career, and I'm 76 and retired, and don't have the right to a life? How old is this woman? Oh, come on. Don't treat me like a child. You're acting like one. Meeting women. Having them move in with you. I'm not out meeting women. I met one woman who I care about deeply. No. I've met one woman whom I love. And I'm not asking your permission to love her. Evidently not. You seem to have made all the plans. It's not how you're making it sound. How is it then? How long have you known this woman? That's not important. How long has this been going on? Uh, before Mom got sick? I never cheated on your mother. I knew her before I met Rebecca. I haven't seen her in 56 years. What do you mean you knew her? Aaron. When did you meet Mom? You know when I met your mother. How soon after this woman did you meet Mom? It was a while after. How long after? A few months. You were in love with her? When you married Mom and you've been in love with her all these years? That's ridiculous, and it's not true. Were you in love with her? Yes, I was. I wasn't just in love with her, I was crazy about her. We had to meet in secret because she was black and me being white. Our families would have disapproved. So we made plans to move to New York. And cut all ties? I knew that my father would turn his back on me, and that was okay. But she was very close to her family. Her father was an insurance agent and prominent in the black community. Wealthy. So she had a lot to lose. Quality of life, educational dreams. Stability. One night we made plans to leave and to meet at the bus station at midnight. I didn't show up. I drove around and sat by the river until dawn. I couldn't take her away from her family. I loved her too much. And Mom? Well, I met Rebecca later that same year. And she was the one, and I knew it when we met. The other woman recently came back into my life through Rebecca. One day I walked into your mother's room, and she was there, reading the bluest eye to her. You met her earlier today. Her name is Adina. The woman who... Mom's friend? Yes. Oh, I know we hope for something different, but time moves on, and if we don't move with it, we get stuck. You're making a mistake. I know you're still grieving, but one day you'll open up Charlotte's closet and take out her clothes. And you'll go into Ellie's room because you'll find a child who can use her clothes and her toys. I can't even imagine that day. Nothing is wasted. Nothing is lost. Objects change hands and hearts find new love. Oh, let me be an example for you. And when you're ready to move on, I'll be here. How did Adina meet Mom? Well, her husband is in the same facility. And one day, Rebecca was having a bad day. She forgot who she was and where she was. Well, she was trying to leave, and the nurses were trying to restrain her, and Adina went to her and talked to her. 
and calmed her down. When I got there, she was sitting with her and reading the bluest eye to her. That was one of your mother's favorite books. I don't know how she knew that. They became friends. Adina connected with her. She helps me take care of her. We don't need that. I can do that. Your mother likes her. And even when she doesn't remember me, she knows her. On the days I can't go, when it it breaks my heart too much to see her like that, Adina goes. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that she fills up this empty house, that she gives me a reason to wake up and do something with my life again. Oh, I'm grateful because I'm not an old lonely man anymore. You're not getting a divorce? No. Is she? No. I don't understand. You don't have to understand it, Aaron. I I don't think it's a good idea. It is. It's good for me, and it's good for Adina. How is this going to work? I don't know. We're going to move in together. We're going to love each other, and I'm going to fill up this empty house with something other than memories. But you can't just... Oh, Aaron, it's my life. I I know. But this isn't right. It's not your choice. Please. It's going to happen with or without you. I, 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 I can't. This. I'd like your blessing. And you heard what I said. I'm here. I'm right here. I know. You, you have it. Thank you. Thank you. Our plays are produced by Bernadette Armstrong, recorded at Oak House Studio in Altadena, California. Mixed and designed by our talented sound engineer, David Peters. Post-production and website support by Louis Griffith. Sound effects are provided by Audio Jungle and music from Karaoke Version. If you're interested in submitting a play for production, you can find that information on our website, www.opendoorplayhouse.org. Please share this podcast with friends, and don't forget to subscribe so you'll be notified when our next production is live. <laughs>